previously on Mordworld. You begin to run down the mountainside. You no. see a rushing river. I suppose it's better not to die here. Into the river! You see that the wolf is just ragdolling the young girl. You are all <laughs> lifted up out of the water on the back of an enormous shell. Eventually, you come to an, a very large lake. Its form has shifted into something bipedal. This individual is a turtle. My name is Arok. San. I didn't see her. She. They killed her. There's nothing you could have done. They ate that poor girl's throat house. I tried to guide them as best I could. And I did for a while. And then he came. His name is Thor. And over the course of this night, you all begin to dream. Sleep comes surprisingly easily to all of you. Having drunk the tea that uh, Auroch, your new total friend, has provided, you all find yourself drifting down, down, into deep sleep. Into dream, as a matter of fact. So, start from the left. <laughs> you hear a squeak. <laughs> it's rats. Everywhere. Put hands in. You shake your eyes open as you hear a just sudden squeak of a chair being pulled back. You look around and you're home. Everything seems so much larger than it was the last time you were there. You look down and you seem to be yourself. But things seem different. As if of a younger time. You look to your right as you sit at your childhood dining room table and you see Sam, the young druidic girl who you saw murdered not a few hours ago. She looks at you. It's curiosity and turns to you and says, in common. 
What's wrong? Like specifically or in general? Because it's not been a good couple of days. Days come and go. Oi, well, not for you anymore. No. Doesn't mean they stop coming and going. I suppose. It's never that simple. No, but the fact that I'm here and you're here, something significant. Right, well, I, on that topic, what what is here? What's going on? You tell me. It's your dream. Yeah, but they're not usually this lucid. I'm usually drunker. You hear a knock at the door from the hallway outside of the kitchen, dining room. You hear the door opening and you hear a vo uh, you hear a female voice answer Yes, hello, can I help you? And you recognise the voice of your mother. You can hear another voice at the door. You can't quite make it out. And you just out of curiosity, get down from the table and start walking forward, and then it's an odd sensation. The memory hits you. You remember this time, this place, this day. This was the day news of your father reached home. What's wrong? My mum's just being told that, well, my dad died. Oh. I'm sorry. It's a long time ago. I suppose that kind of explains why you're here. I not quite recognised it at first. Maybe. I'm not really sure. As I said, it's your dream. Well... I never did find out what happened. But I can get justice for you, not for him. Justice is a funny thing. Sometimes it has a way of finding you. No matter how hard you try to find or avoid it. In my experience, sometimes it uses a helping hand. Maybe. As I said, it's your dream. And she turns. You look back towards 
the direction of the front door from the voices, you can hear silence. You glance back and Sam has gone without a trace. And you just stand there, alone, in your childhood kitchen. And the last thing you hear before blackness takes you again is the sound of your mother trying not to cry. Fella. You awake, and it's an odd sensation, you're not, you're barely more used to waking up than you are going to sleep, but you look around and you also find yourself in a familiar place. You find yourself in a meadow, just outside of the farm where you grew up. You would go walking here in your youth when you had spare moments, what spare moments you had. Looking out over the great swaths of plains of the area of Dema where you're from, the, the east. looking out and seeing the great Nileron forest in the distance. It's a beautiful view. It's a beautiful spring day. And as you stand in this meadow, looking out over the slight decline, over the beautiful, beautiful, magnificent vista before you, you can hear the voice of your parents calling to you, calling you to come into dinner. You give them a moment, dinner will keep. And as you continue to look out over this beautiful landscape, the landscape changes shifts in sudden, almost infinitesimally small flashes. You find yourself looking and almost with every blink it changes. From the beautiful idyllic landscape to a similar landscape laid out in a similar fashion but much more vibrant. The colours incredibly oversaturated, the sky a brilliant, bright, uh, almost yellow colour. You hear sounds, many, many sounds that should not be here. You hear sounds of battle. You hear sounds of screaming. You stand there, rooted to the spot. And as this vision coalesces more and more in front of you, you can hear more distinct phrases. 
My lady, we must go. We must go. There is no time. They are coming. There is no time. We must go. You look around, looking for the source of this voice. You can see, off towards your left, a group of individuals, armoured in beautiful uh, yellow and gold uh, armour that is almost melded onto their bodies. These individuals are supernaturally beautiful. They are elven to a degree, but they are more than that. Some of them seem to be a ladder and some of them seem to be something far, far more beautiful and something that you just don't recognize at this time. You stand there and you hear a voice come from you that is not your own. I will go when I am ready, not a moment before. My lady, their forces are coming now. We cannot possibly hold them off for much longer. We do not have a choice. We, we must. You turn to face this individual and just, you can feel yourself glaring with a rage that is not your own. The individual bows his head, backs away. And then you hear again, Bella, dinner, comes to you. You turn to leave and then you hear, my lady, what are you doing? You cannot go that way, you'll be killed for the love of all that is sacred. But you continue going. And as these sounds build around you, the beautiful idyllic birdsong in one ear, the screams and cries of battle and the roars of beasts in the other, you just hear the two voices, the one of just the insistent calling of, Vella, I'm not going to tell you again, dinner, and just the pleading, heart-wrenching, my lady, Please! Please! And then you turn. The vision dissipates. And you head down to go into dinner. As you walk down the hill, you just feel blackness take you again. Damaris. You find yourself sitting in a lecture hall. The day is hot and everyone is just sitting there and Everyone is, you read the vibe of the room pretty easily, everyone's very antsy, everyone's eager to, to get out of here. Were there a clock, people would be watching it. <laughs> you look forward and you see, you're taken aback for a moment, you see a face you've not seen in some years. You see Professor Arla, your elven uh, lecturer, Professor the... Uh, chief expert of uh, Lumerian history. Uh, 
at the uh, at the celestial spiral. Um, her very very uh, uh, sh very short blonde hair uh, cut uh, cut very neatly. Her uh, her tall figure, her um, slender form, is uh, is familiar, but. You have that momentary sensation of surprise of, oh, I've not seen her in a long... What am I talking about? I saw her yesterday. And... As you're sort of, you know, just sort of having this moment of blinking and blanking in, um, in the hot summer sun, uh, listening to her drone on about something indistinct, um, a young halfling woman uh, turns to you and just goes on and on and on and on. Am I right? Uh, well, yes. I mean, <clears throat> uh, somewhat interesting, I suppose. To your left, a human male uh, says, "Interesting, really." She's been over this a dozen times. Ugh. Fuck this, I want to get out of here. Do I know these two people? You do. Yeah. Right, well... Uh, Grigori, listen, uh, we, we need to learn all of these things. Uh, it's it's a foundation, you understand? <laughs> it's not just boring on and on and on. We, we need to know where we're going. It is boring on and on and on when she's already been over it three months, three dozen times. <sighs> Look, don't know about you, Demaris, but I'm getting out of here. And, like, he, you just, he sort of jerks over his shoulder and you look behind you and you can see you're all sitting sort of towards the back of the tiered lecture hall and you see uh, there's a doorway in the back of the, um, at the back of the hall with stairway, with stone steps leading downwards. And you think, wait, that shouldn't be, no, of course, that's always been there. And uh, the halfling uh, turns to you and goes, Yeah, I'm gonna go Come on. Fine, fine. Uh, you need to understand the pair of you. You're both a terrible influence on me. <laughs> Takes one to know one. And the two wait for a moment when Arlen's turned her face, uh, turned her back to you, and they slip out towards the back of the hall. Um, the human male uh, uh, stops at the top of the stairs and goes, um, Dana, ladies first. She, she gives him a look and like punches him on the hip and then leads the way down. Yep, I might follow up. Oh, yeah. You continue your way down, down these stairs into darkness. You feel confident that you can see where you're going despite the pitch blackness and your two companions, despite not seeing super well in the dark, don't seem perturbed by it at all. Um... As you continue downstairs, you, um, you hear 
a voice in the back of your head um, says, and where do you think you're going, young man? And you recognize it as the voice of your mother. You don't see anything, you don't, you're still descending downstairs in the blackness, but that is what you hear. I kind of just, well, try and look around at this again in the darkness. And I'm like, uh, no, nowhere exciting. <laughs> nowhere exciting, says the voice of your father. Uh, well, no, it, it's just, you have to understand, I'm, I'm not the kind of person that can stay and run, run a tavern, you know? I need to see the world. <laughs> see the world. Not good enough for you, is it? Well, it's not that it's not good enough for me, it's just, I don't know, didn't you ever want to see the world? After all we've done for you. I don't know, it's, it seems, I'm not sure I can think of the word. Can you, dear? No. But, I'm sure that something will happen sooner or later. And at this point, you're not sure how, but you get, a, get an impression of these presences leaving. And then the screaming starts. You look around in the darkness, suddenly getting the impression of being in an open space. You're not sure how large. You sort of reach around trying to find any semblance of stairs. They're gone. And all you can hear is the screaming sounds and help, Damaris, Damaris, help! I run towards the noise as best I can. You keep running forward, and you see a light far in the distance. You run forward and forward and forward and forward, and the last thing you see as the screams continue to fill your ears and the sound of collapsing rock deafens you almost. The last thing you see is the two individuals, the human and the halfling, turn towards you, and with a final scream, an enormous rock cuts off your vision. And blackness takes you. Esther. You open your eyes. And you look around and you are in a familiar space. An enormous temple. One you know well. It's strangely empty, and as you find yourself sitting in one of the pews, you sort of put your hand just to rest it on the empty seat beside you and you pull your hand away and it's covered in dust. You look around and you see that there's a lot of dust around everywhere here. 
and your eyes are drawn towards the back of the temple, where you know the the shrine, the standard shrine to the faith of the twelve, the semicircle with the individual little shrine sits. You get up and walk forward towards it. It too is covered in dust. You hear suddenly as the large temple doors open. There is night and dark beyond. And from out of this doorway emerge a pair of figures. Both cowled, one taller than the other, the uh, shorter one moving in front of the taller. You see no impression of skin or no impression of features from either of these two individuals. They glide towards you. And stop a few feet from you. Their black hoods turn towards you. Hello. Hello. Can I see anything now that they're closer? Their faces or... The taller figure doesn't move, just keeps looking at you. The shorter figure, who is the taller figure, you can see the robes slightly different, is dressed purely in black. The former, the shorter one in the front, that its robes are more grey, with a slight hint, hint of very, very deep blue to it. The individual, this front individual, steps forward, looks at you, looks around at the temple. House of Faith requires proper maintenance. I know, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't know how this happened. I was here not long ago. I keep it clean, as clean as I can. I don't know what's happened. The figure, the blue-grey figure, steps forward and reaches out a enrobed, gloved hand and sort of just wipes at a nearby pew. The dust begins to swirl up and around you, the tiny little bit, relatively speaking, um, forming into an enormous image. You see happy, laughing figures. Again, figures that look familiar. Figures of individuals who 
came to your home and who changed everything, those adventurers. The figure just looks, again the front, the shorter figure, looks up at the, at the dust show and looks back to you. You're with them then. Come to poke some more fun, play some pranks. Did you do the dust? Did you enjoy it? Spreading it around? Or did you, did you come here when no one was paying attention? You know the wall's down. Well, I hope you are amused. I do. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have much cleaning to do now. If you're quite done with your little game. You feel. You don't see or hear, but you suddenly feel an immense, almost an immense pressure on the back of your head. It's not funny. Stop it. Your mouth seals. As you just... The only thing you can see is that the figure in black has leant forward ever so subtly. Its attention goes directly on you. The blue and grey figure says, you are afraid, child. Mm. <clears throat> Not of you. Afraid of your bad manners. Ha! Get out. Please. The two figures lean forward more. figure in black just looks beyond you and you feel yourself turn instinctively and you see that the altar the shrine there is flame no I try to put it out as best I can you try you sort of bat at the flame it only seems to intensify it. You hear the voice of the blue-grey figure say once again, Oh, child, you will have much more to be afraid of before the day is done. Before your day is done. The fire grows and spreads and soon you can see just the entire temple around you is burning. You somehow stand in the middle of it all, unburned, unaffected. The two figures turn to leave. The blue-gray figure walks out of the open doors into the blackness, and the black figure just turns and looks unfathomably towards you before walking out itself. 
And the last thing that you experience before blackness takes you, you turn to the shrine once again, you can see it crumbling in flames. And you just see a figure walking out of the flames. An elderly woman whom you remember. And just as you seem to recognize the figure, blackness takes you once again. Herb. You awake and you feel good. You feel spry and limber. You feel fit. But then, why wouldn't you? That's ridiculous. You wouldn't have any reason not to feel spry and fit. That's ridiculous. You look around and you can see various individuals. Their faces are blurred. You can't make out their details, but you look at them all and you know these people. You know these people. You trust everyone that you see. You know every one of those names, and yet you can't remember any of them. You find yourself in a room, an armory of sorts, checking. Uh, you sort of find yourself buckling into armor. You find yourself looking over weapons, going over forms, just out of habit more than anything. And you hear hustle and bustle out in the corridor. And you know that it's time. You walk out of the armory, doing a final check on everything. And you follow your friends, your comrades, down the hall. You go into a large common area, which has a kind of uh, makeshift stage set up. There are various seats strewn around. You walk in and you can see there are about a dozen various seats around. Um, all sort of different types, you know, there are some stools, there's an armchair, there's like, you know, it's a whole bunch of different things and the place very much feels like home. As your faceless friends all arrive one by one, you can feel the excited energy in the air. Today, after all, is the day. Eventually, everyone arrives, and another individual walks up onto sort of the little stage. This individual, she, he, they, you can't remember, but you trust them. This is the individual who brought you all together. This is the individual whom you trust more than any other, and with good reason, whatever that is. The individual, their face a blur, stands up 
and uh, <clears throat> clears their throat. The voice is understandable, but slightly distorted. Again, you can't sort of make out if this is the man or woman, or what gender they ever may be. The individual looks around the room, looks and looks everyone in the eye. Right. This is it. You know your jobs. We've done all that we can now. Rests in the hands of the gods. I'm not going to tell you again why this matters, how important it is. You all know that. I know some of us aren't going to come back from this. That's not the point. We left behind our own desires a long time ago. There's a few laughs. We do this for those that can't help themselves. We do this for all free peoples. We do this for Dema. We do this for Libraria. Gods go with you all. There are no words for what an honor it has been. Let's go. There's no cheers. There's no sense of triumph in this. There is only what must be done. You walk out of the doors into just an empty field of white. You can hear all sorts of disparate sounds. You hear cries of help, cries of triumph, you hear screams of pain, and you hear alien sounds. You hear screams of denial and desperation as if, how could any of this be happening? You hear sounds that you remember perfectly well and yet not at all. And for the briefest of moments before blackness takes you again, you are the old man once more. And the final thing you hear before the blackness takes you is just <laughs> and that's it.
eventually. Consciousness comes to you all. Different times, you know, you all wake up, you feel physically and mentally refreshed as much as you can do. You all gain the benefits of the long rest, and for the benefits of the audience, uh, the party is now level four. <laughs> Dream XP for the win. <laughs> So, Delicious backstory. <laughs> so, you all come to consciousness at varying points over the course of the morning. The sun, some of you, excuse me, some of you having slept outside, some of you inside. The sun is glittering off the cold mountain lake. The morning is cold, but not bitterly so. You feel a strange just warmth in your bones. Seems that tea did a number on you all. Over the course of the morning as you all wake up, uh, you see Orok, your total friend, drawing water from the lake. He goes, ah, good morning to you all. I, uh, just about to cook breakfast. <laughs> what was in that tea? I had this crazy dream. Anybody else? Wait, did you sleep? Yeah. Is that what it feels like to sleep? You see weird shit in your brain? <laughs> I don't like it. Often. I didn't like it either. No. It was suddenly interesting, I suppose. <laughs> Get used to it after a few years. It was weird, though. It, I, like, what do you normally dream about? Is it just weird, made-up stuff? Because I don't know what it was. Sometimes. Yes. Mine are really boring, usually. I just go about what would be a normal day. <laughs> Small things changing in strange ways. Huh. Like instead of a tree, it's a giant boot. But I'm doing chores, so. Huh. Zorak's boiling the water. He <coughs> turns to you all with concern and goes, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I hope I didn't distress you. I, the, it was just meant to. That's strange. I apologise, I didn't think you'd have such vivid dreams. Is there still tea? Or, like, remnants? <laughs> 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 I want to see some shit! <laughs> <laughs> crazy I don't know this giant boot! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boots. Boots for everyone. Boots for everyone's walking. Is it? I mean, not of that batch, Bella, but, uh, well, depending on how today goes, I suppose, I can make more. Can I have a look at it? A look at what? At the tea, what it's made out of. Um, certainly, I... Certainly, uh, please, come inside. 
I will. It's water. It just stops. Little dash of LSD. Some of these mushrooms from over there. It's a mushroom. So he uh, leads you inside and uh, he sort of goes back into his kitchen into all of his little cupboards and uh, just sort of goes into his little pantry of the kitchen and gets out a, a little uh, little bag and yes, yes, this is the is stuff. There's lots of tea that I can see. There's a, there's a, there's a bit like, it's all sort of the brief glance you get at the pantry, it's all kind of like unmarked bags, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, but he seems to, you know, know he knows. Yeah. where all of it is. Um, Organised chaos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> was it, it was loose leaf tea, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, obviously they wouldn't have tea bags, would they? No. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the ground not, not here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> But no, Orok, out in the middle of the Yomondras Mountains, does not have tea bags. <laughs> uh, cool, I just want to like, uh, take a bit and just kind of sniff it and see if I can tell what it's made out of. <laughs> <laughs> Make a nature check. If you snort it, it does different shit. Vala died that afternoon. Remember kids, don't We're not experiencing the trip of our life. <laughs> 22. 22. You it smells like leaves. <laughs> you uh you sort of look at it and you sort of take some of the little sort of like the different mixtures in your hand and it's like and you you've you've studied plenty of plants in your time and uh <laughs> <so> <laughs> You study 420 variety of plants. <laughs> um, Wait, is this Vella or something? Yes. Sometimes it's the And um, uh, you, uh, you sort of you look, you sort of go through the go through the bag and sort of you know you recognise a few different types of plants, and they seem to be from quite a lot of different places. You recognise uh, some herbs that come from uh, that come from the Nilaron forest, which is in mostly in the kingdom of Sigranor, where you learned a lot of your uh, trade. And some of the Nilaron forest uh, comes over Daymar, and you then look and you find like there's one at one point you find a uh, a very deep uh, purple black uh, leaf, um, which uh, you, it takes you a moment, then, but you also recognise this. Uh, um, this is Eversleaf. Um, it comes. Uh, it's very. It's it's a pretty rare uh, type of uh, type of plant that uh, grows uh, very uh, grows only grows in very specific patches of the Zalbwald forest. Over sorry. Zalbwald. Z A U B W A L D. Which is a forest that is far to the northeast. It is beyond the uh, beyond the borders of the the clanship, beyond the borders of Daemar and Sigwanor, which is kind of protected by sort of three mountain ranges, so to speak. You've got like 
this sort of mountain range here. You've got Damar and Sigrunor here. You've got the vast Avundus wastes to the east. And the Zaltwald crosses over a lot of different areas, including the north of the Avundus wastes and also south to the, uh, to a distant northern kingdom, uh, the kingdom of Weistenmar. Zaltwald is very different to the Nidoran forest. You can have been there, but you've heard stories. Um, the Zaltwald seems to be, all of the stories seem to be of, you know, the stereotype there is, you know, the spooky forest. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, you know, all sort of dark forests seem to, you know, draw their lineage, so to speak, from the Zaltwald. Uh-huh. Um, you've never been there, but you've heard many stories and Clearly, Orok is, if he's got rare herbs from deep in that forest, he's very well travelled. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not entirely sure what this herb does, but it's a ver- given just sort of like the eclectic makeup of this tea, of all the different herbs, like the dreams might make sense as a result of that. Mm-hmm. But you're not sure. Okay. So this is from far away, this Eversleaf. I guess. It's very rare. Mm. Not sure how it came up with that name, to be honest. <laughs> Given that it's not very common. <laughs> huh. So have you been there? Have you been to the forest where it's grown? Or how did you get this? I come from very, very far to the east. Uh, as I say, it's been many years. I've forgotten where exactly, but yeah. I've travelled throughout all the continent of Inspera, and I've been to the Zaltwald on occasion. Wow. Not a particularly pleasant place. Oh. Spooky, right? Somewhat. <laughs> Interesting, but that place holds secrets. I much prefer it here. Oof. I'd love to see it though. Maybe I'll see it one day. Maybe. <laughs> Tread with care. Thank you. Can I have some of your tea to take with us? I really want to know more about what happens when you go to sleep. Because it's weird, but... You know, I figure there's more to whatever my brain story is trying to tell me. Stories? Yeah. I mean, some of it was me, and then some of it was something entirely different. I don't know what it was. Huh. Mm. I agree. Forgive me if this is a question that is out of place. I realize we've only just met, but... Do you remember where you've come from? No. Interesting. Well, I'm a big believer in looking forward, but, well, It doesn't matter. 
uh, come. And he sort of, uh, you know, starts gathering a few more, you know, bits and pieces for breakfast. And I promise I won't put any animals in it this time. And he Thank you. walks out. And we gather outside by the pot. <laughs> The big old pot of pot. So this guy's the Dracensian and just sort of stands right up in the room and just says, It's good to see you, boy. Gives him a hug. Thanks, Candace. It's good to. Totters away. (laughs) Good to see you, too. Was he pickpocketing you? I don't know. Find ten gold missing. <laughs> I had one of those crazy dreams where you wake up and you've got no trousers on, and I realise, oh wait, I never have. <laughs> I'm not fighting that battle. <laughs> Tell you what, though, did he do? What did he do with my dinner last night? I'm hungry. Maybe he's. Yes, you did. And you get half the feathers. No, I did. Mr. First no, time he's he ever turned refused. out. No, I did. I, I, picked, that I picked the bits out of it because I didn't want the meaty bits. I gave them to Jake and he wouldn't. Excuse me. <laughs> or come come back out with uh, with Bella at this point and go. And yes, D- Drake was it? That's the one. Yeah. Um. So I wasn't hungry last night, but now I'm double hungry. For breakfast, please. And just the two will be fine. All right. Cracks smiling. Yes. Of course, my friend. Have as much as you like. Uh, I'll just put this one on and then I'll go and get some more. I like him. You know, he was late to the party. <laughs> he starts just putting the breakfast on and goes back inside for second breakfast. <laughs> so I don't know about you guys, but I have literally shit all. Apart from the clothes in my back. Oh, yeah, we have, we have nothing. Uh... You've got magic totems, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. I can still do some magic. That's what, are we, what are we wearing? I so. can throw rocks. <laughs> Very good at robes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> our clothes were in there, weren't they? We found our clothes. We were wearing our clothes. They took all our armor and stuff. Mm. You have um, you have your small items. So you have whatever healing potions you have. Oh sweet. Um, you have Vela and Esther's. Um, you have Vela and Esther's. Uh, Okay. Um, no, you wouldn't have. Uh, and I will say any sort of anything that could be classed as, you know, a small item that is not valuable. So no rings or purses or wine bottles. Um, uh, but. Any sort Pretty of much everything I have. small. Yeah. I have. Yeah. I don't think I have anything. Yeah. Um, no, and like no sort of you know stools. Why? <laughs> start every no. no. But we'll get you a stick. Stools, mm, it's not the same. No, I'd I'd say your thieves stools would be in there because I imagine they're in sort of like you know a little roll. Yeah. So those are, those I would say are in there. But no sort of <laughs> get new ones. no sort of explorers packs or anything like that because oh, those those I imagine <laughs> yeah, those I imagine are, are larger sort of things. Yeah. So I have a healing potion. <laughs> I have nothing but the clothes like tink. Yeah. I have this. Yes. I I don't know, but we need to do something. We can't leave Burden and the girl up there. 
I mean, how could we possibly, how could we get back with no money and no weapons? And Jeff Burton's almost certainly dead. Or they will be if we don't move quickly. I don't suppose our fancy new friend has anything we can borrow. (laughs) Can we ride, Jeff? Maybe if you ask nicely. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, comes back with uh, with, uh, with another parcel of food and goes and I'm sorry? Would you be able would be willing to escort us back to uh to rescue our friends, please? Also to get our shit back. Yes. That would be great. I um I did have a suggestion on that front. The thing you have to understand about the children is that they are the worst. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Brainwashed. That would be perhaps the kind of way. I think one of your chickens is loose. <laughs> <laughs> I'll deal with that in a moment. <laughs> How do you think he's controlling them? Is it the potions? Or some mind control magic? I think that it's just plain old-fashioned intimidation. This Thor, he is like... an alpha of sorts. He intimidates the others into following his will. He enforces his will with those... with. Dorse and Bore, the his two lieutenants. It is a psychological hold more than anything else. But we saw people with the red eyes and the kind of mm. like that's not just psychological. <laughs> Who did you see? Um, San's dad. That, that's Bore. That one, yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah. Whatever. They don't really care, they're off, they're just like that. Yeah. They're the two, no? Mm-hmm. No. No. I think he was just a little cunt. <laughs> a little? Never mind. <laughs> yeah. I'm not bitter, you're bitter. Borok <laughs> says, I did have one suggestion. Now I'm just one man, I'm open to suggestions, but I know of another way up there. It's not an easy path, and they may well be watching it. But if you can make your way up there, you will be able to end up right in the right on the plateau I don't know how much you saw of their home I presume they were keeping you out on the stone pillars Mm -hmm. did you see the plateau did we see the pillars? <laughs> you, you saw. So, if these are the, if if these are the pillars, where you were, where you are is the sort of 
where you were standing, and that's kind of more of a path, essentially, that's wound round, sort of wound round, you know, round Alex, so to speak, and then led up to an area that you couldn't see, and that was where you saw Thor and the procession uh, come from and go back up to. So did it seem like that might be where the settlement is, or just where they started the procession? Potentially, you did see there were some buildings in the area that you saw, but um, that seemed to be where they were coming from. Oryx said that he describes the area and goes, um, round that, that edge there is a crude staircase that leads up to a open plateau. It is there that Thor performs his sacrifices. I am not completely certain of what he does, why he does it, but when I fought him, his eyes were this bloodshot you described. I saw him consume something. Tea? <laughs> no, not tea. It was a foreign substance, something I have never seen before. It was... <coughs> corporeal material. It was grey and crackling and red and black and it was thoroughly unpleasant, whatever it was, even just to look at. It seemed to empower him. I don't know what it is or where he got it, but it would go a long way to explaining his Power. He seemed euphoric, almost, when he consumed it. It wouldn't surprise me if he was giving this to his lieutenants as well, whatever it may be. Why do you think they want anything to do with us? We were just happily on our way on our little train. Well, we bumped into them before, didn't we, in the woods? Well, I suppose. We should Actually, I can't well, they, they, kid, they kidnapped. Mm. They kidnapped. What's her name? The girl. Shana. Mm. They kidnapped oh, Shana. That's where we first well, got into it. Well, you poked I guess. Yes. You did also see... Hashtag Eurocopters. <laughs> I was unconscious, but I know something. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did also see other individuals out on those other platforms whom you didn't recognise. That's right, yeah. Who was that German guy? Oh uh, yeah, that was big bag. Burden is like pieces. Enemy guy. Gurion. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he sold us oh, out yeah. to them. Yeah. And then got killed? killed? Yeah. Or he's not, he hasn't been killed yet, they betrayed him and captured him with yeah. us. 
<laughs> he sold us out. That's how they got us. Yeah, so we can <laughs> but I was asleep at this point. <laughs> yeah. so we can leave. We can leave him on the sofa. Right? Yeah, fuck that. Sure. Absolutely. Also, that means that there are some basilisks can't spare. If we can find his stuff, yeah. <laughs> it's probably with our stuff. Be, like, on the train. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. So okay. So there's like this back way into the place. Yes. I confess, I have been wanting to make up for my mistakes. <coughs> what, you mean sending Shana into her death? Sound. Sound. To times the charm. <laughs> Partially, yes. Wasn't smart. She insisted. Yes, she saved our lives. She insisted. I warned her not to go, but... Can you change into a giant turtle? Try to fight. (laughs) I probably could. Yeah. Maybe... He just looks at you, smiling, and goes, I'm sure eventually, child, you could, but from what I've seen and gathered, you are of a, you and I are of a different sort. I could maybe be like a regular science turtle. <laughs> <laughs> That's that not as terrible. No, oh, okay. It's hard to ride like all of us on one small oh, I was wondering which part. This would be my suggestion. If the five of you follow this back way, this way up through the mountain towards their base camp. And I, conversely, go back the way we came, up the mountain. Hopefully I can intimidate my way into... (coughs) into the camp, draw them together. The last time you did that and you lost a fight, didn't they try and kill you? They had been planning this for a while. And yes, they did. Son, if old age doesn't get me, the poison will eventually get me. If the poison doesn't get me, then I'll trip and fall into a crevasse. If that doesn't happen, I die in battle. I've accepted that I am not long for this world. If I can do it helping you and your friends and helping those whom I tried to help before, well, it will be a good death. That seems fair. Let's go. (laughs) Doesn't solve the issue of us having no equipment. Yeah. Mm. What do you have? Do you have a stick for me, Grandad? I... That's a nice stick you're walking with. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
I know he said you that loud for his world. Oh, this old thing? No, you don't want this. Um, but uh, I, I have maybe a few spare of these, but I am not a. Well, it's not how I fight. <laughs> but uh, wait here, I'll see what I can find. Oh, very uncomfortable that we don't know what we're going into. We're going Death. Oh. We're emerging into the center of their camp. We need to make our way, presumably through it, and out towards the pillars. We have no idea what the lay of the land is. Well, or any way to protect ourselves. Or any... I think we can get some more... But if we get you a stick, you're ready to go. These lads have got spells. I'm okay with a stick. I'm not as good as I am with a bow, but... <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll find our things. I think we can maybe find some more information. He used to run the circle, didn't he? You should surely know what their encampment looks like. If I can get me bow, and then we just challenge the leader guy to this duel of things, and I kill him... Then I run the cult and I tell them to fuck off and give us our shit back. Simple. What's the worst that could happen? Well, you said it now. Yeah, why would you say that? Because <laughs> they literally already tried to kill us. Like, it's it? true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have a better plan. Let's go. You hear thunder I mean, rumble in the distance. <laughs> Sweet. It's going to be epic. <laughs> I mean, he's probably arrogant enough to want to do a challenge like that, right? Well, he already, yeah, and I think there's a whole honour thing. So. Yeah. Also, he seems like a bad guy and I wouldn't feel bad killing him, so... <laughs> seems fair. Mm-hmm. As long as I can get my shit first. That's yes. a, quite That's... a big qualifier. Do, do we know where it is? No. We have no idea. Where, uh, did, where did you find the small things hurt? They were in a sort of hut, not far from the pillars. But before the plateau? Yeah. Okay. Mm. On the path. Yeah, just in the just by where we escaped from. And there were no other things there where there wasn't that you just didn't no, have time. No, I looked and there was nothing else of value. Did you fail your investigation check? <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I don't think I did. <laughs> no, you did well. You found a coup. No, yeah, I did. Ooh. Can anyone cast locate objects? <laughs> <laughs> well, the only magic I can do is with arrows, so or bolts, or, or this stick. <laughs> I can summon a, a blade. Still, I have that flaming blade, or that, that wonderful thing, that trick I can do that I wasted last time. Yeah, <laughs> that was very impressive. Yes, well, that gives me something for ten minutes at least. It's gonna be a call of God. I think whatever's going to happen will happen within 10 minutes. Yes. It always does. (laughs) (laughs) And that's fine. (laughs) It's consistency, that's what the ladies love. (laughs) I can cast okay options. Fucking sweet. (laughs) Then we just hope she's the best in your party. (laughs) I would just. Just to remind you that I believe Locate Object has a range of a thousand feet. It does, yes. Cool. Yeah. Just so you're right. Mm-hmm. How many feet in a mile? I should know that. A lot. 5,200 something. Or 5,300 something. Okay. So we got a fifth of a mile. Fifth of a mile. Mm-hmm. 
That's not too bad. Get up to the top of this plateau. As soon as these get close enough, could we hopefully find it? Would we be able to estimate the distance between the the pillars and and the plateau? The pillars and the, I mean, assuming that. Yeah, I mean, like, given, given what Aurochs described to you, the distance from the pillars to the plateau is like 150 feet at most, if that. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Dinner ground. Climb up this way, locate object, get shit, jabs, duel, win cult. Sounds good. It's all good except for one minor detail, which is you would die immediately in a duel. Which seems a, a slight omission. We did all just have for our lives. I don't think you're allowed to, in a duel, stand behind something and shoot people with arrows. It's not really a fair play. I didn't say it was fair They stabbed that guy and poisoned him. They're not really all about fair play. But if you're saying you want to defeat his honour... Yeah, but I do. I can choose whatever weapons I want. I shouldn't. Have you seen the exploding arrows? They're fairly good. Yeah. Right? Yes, but he was a... Really quite a large stag. Snag, <laughs> snag. <laughs> you snag. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so, Orok does come back. Um, and Why, Orok, you've brought all our things. That makes life a lot easier. He comes back with, uh, with sort of, you know, some things in his eyes. Um, and he puts them down at your feet, and he says, uh, I do have a couple of spare staves here, and, um, I confess I'm much more of a fisherman, my friend, but, uh, he does hand you a short bow. Uh, <laughs> and a quiver, uh, but he, goes, he just says, uh, as I say, not much of a huntsman, but, uh, Three, a- three arrows is something. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> but I might take a stave as well. There are two, he hands two staves. Take it off you. <laughs> Fight me for it. <laughs> no, well, sorry, my genuinely... I'll be fine. <laughs> You're not that strong, are you? Are you? Well, they, they won't hit me. <laughs> Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> I think you about the best use of all. Yes, no, I understand. I I should be fine. also the flaming sword thing. Yes, I have I have the flaming sword in my back pocket, and I mean if you're challenging if you're challenging the duel, then I can. You have a flaming sword in your back pocket. Oh, right. Is that a flaming sword, or are you just pieces? Yes. Yes, I have that in in well, just in case and. Yes, well, like I say, hopefully they just won't see me. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Do we find she's... Yeah. Uh, I feel more stealthy this morning than I did last night, so I think we might be okay. As do I, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> You're stop, stop, more stop stealthy. <laughs> You're ruining the immersion. <laughs> um, my immersion, my immersion. <laughs> right. Let's go hunt some orc. Uh, yes, <laughs> Or do you know... Uh, uh, this is a, obviously a stab in the dark, but you wouldn't know where where we might find our belongings, where any anywhere in particular. Obviously, I know they weren't really this awful, horrible kidnap murder cult when you were in charge, but <laughs> I can. <Right. laughs> 
It's a red turtle. He says, I can make a very good guess, but I can't guarantee anything. A good guess is better than we have right now. Mm-hmm. So, this place I'm taking you to, it's, uh, it's a bit further downstream than uh, from where we were, from where we came from. So I will be going in the opposite direction. You'll be on your own in that regard. And he takes his uh, stick and starts um, drawing uh, in the in the dirt by the fire. Um, and he shows you uh, a vague map, which I uh, I can. No, I can't give you this page. But uh, <laughs> um, but I can draw out a bit more of a map for you. But basically, you have. Uh, the aforementioned described uh, pathway that you escaped from, uh, the stone pillars. Then you have, um, I'll do this from your perspective, so uh, this is the entrance you escaped from. Uh, the stone pillars kind of out here. And then, or no, out here I suppose it would be. Uh, this is the mountain, this is where the gate is. Uh, herb, the building that you took the stuff from is about here. And then it curves round up into a stair uh, here, stairs leading up. And then it opens up into a large open, this is the plateau that was mentioned. Um, towards, the, uh, towards the edge of this plateau, there is a, uh, a raised section. Yeah, he points out this is a fairly recent edition, but I was able to see it before I escaped. It is uh, a shrine of some sort. To what I'm not sure, but Thor, this dwarf, he makes reference to a master. I've, that's all I can go on, I'm afraid. Uh, so here is this shrine, just to, off here is Thor's personal hut. Um, in the centre of this plateau is a small dipped pit, um, some 20 foot radius, uh, that is sort of a, a, fighting, a fighting pit of sorts. And then here and here are some more buildings that are uh, held up against the rock. This building here on the Right, the one nearest to the stairs leading up. That tends to be where they keep important things. The I would hesitate to use the word armory, but uh, it's the best analogy I can think of. If your valuables are anywhere, I expect it will be there. And that's one of the one of the buildings against the rocks. You said yes. <laughs> the entrance itself. Secret entrance is a. There is a cave just in between these two buildings that is used for shelter. Most of the children think that's just to be a. Uh, just that, a cave for shelter, but there is an area in the back that uh, leads into a secret passage. It was that way that I was able to escape. They. 
I would be very surprised if they have not discovered it by now, but it is at least a bit more of a surprise than the front gate. I'm not surprised at what we need. Yes. Yeah, sounds good. And a whole lot of luck. It's going to be so hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That's our thing. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. And you are up. You will go and and distract them? Cause a ruckus, you said? Yes. Which area? So you'll be trying attempting to draw them out from the plateau. Will this be down towards the pillars? So I can try, but all of the things that are important to Thor and his minions tend to take place on the plateau itself. He draws pleasure from it. I'm not sure why. Something about exhibitionism. Which is fine. (laughs) Something to do with the convergence of the howling winds. He takes great pleasure in the whistling and piercing sounds that sometimes fly over that place. Now, I'm very grateful for your uh, kind offer and all. But? But do you think that Having watched his prisoners escape, and then escape on the back of a giant turtle, they might find, think, when the turtle turns up, where are the five other people that were with the turtle? Oh well, you know what I mean? That's why I, I, it might be a little bit of an obvious plan, is what I mean. We might get ourselves killed. It could be bad. Except for you, because that's your thing. <laughs> Seeking death and accepting death, friend, are not the same thing. But I take your point. Um, yes, frankly, it is not perfect, but we are outnumbered and Perhaps to an extent outmatched. I, if you have better suggestions, I am welcome to hear them, but... No, you're right, it's, it's a bad situation. We've got to make the most of it, I suppose. Do we have any means to disguise ourselves? Or we rely solely on stealth? I got nothing. Yes, that's, nothing. that is another... <coughs> I'm not exactly the sneakiest of individuals right now. (coughs) In your current form. True, but against enemies such as this, I'm going to need to reserve all of the energy that I can. In my... in the form you saw me in yesterday, I stand a chance, but as I say, I feel it best to reserve all of my energies possible, and who knows, if I fail, 
Maybe you will be able to finish what I started. Are you going to challenge him? If I can. He will perhaps see my... He wanted to keep me as an example, and I'm sure as an eventual sacrifice. If he sees me again, well, as I say, the grip he holds over them is one of fear and intimidation. If they see their former leader come back, he will not let, he will not be able to allow that challenge to his authority stand. He must accept the challenge. If he's an alpha in a culture such as you describe, if another comes in and was to challenge the leader, he would have no choice. He would lose all authority if he didn't. Exactly. Perhaps, having started this, once we get our weapons, there could be some means of escape. We don't have to go through with it. You could seek a very ceremonial battle. You could... I don't know of your traditions, but I'm sure there's some ceremony, very similar plum. Challenge you over to the ancient game of cards. Yeah. <laughs> we call it snap. After all, I like all that we need is time. <laughs> yeah. Once we have our weapons, we'll be in a better position to decide what could be done. There are. I don't know how many of, if you were able to dispose of any of them, but at any one time, hunting parties aside, there may well be two dozen of them in there. Certain death. Mm. Or, kill leader, I get the cult. You've gone mad with power. I haven't got the power yet. <laughs> but you wait. Don't go down power. It's boring. listen to you. I think that, if you will, pardon the pun, I think we need to cut off the head of the serpent. Because they're the cult of the serpent. They're not a cult. <laughs> Literally ate one of their own. Yeah, sacrificing. They weren't a cult. That's, yeah, that's moving. Where? <laughs> I, I, about that. I know, I know, Drake, that you probably don't believe me, and that's fine based on what you've seen. I don't blame you, but for the most part, they are good people. I know, I know. I don't oh, expect you to agree with me. My cult will not be sacrificed to anyone. We'll be worshiping the whole. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the hole welcomes all. And there's a 20 foot hole in the middle of the plateau. It's right. Perfect. Ah. The hole has orchestrated this whole thing. Oh, very good. <laughs> I suppose we should go. Oh, we're all very strange people. That's <laughs> how we deal with death. Right. <laughs> You'll find out. Because <laughs> that's your thing. <laughs> Well, if there's no preparation... You're one to talk, Frank. From one old man to another, you know what it's like. Well, indeed. <coughs> so hard. <laughs> well, I guess I, I agree with you, Esther. I think we've done 
about like, all the preparation we can do. Mm. I kind of go to like rest my hands on my short sword. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, shall we? Shall mm. we go? Mm-hmm. Yes. Just think about your fiery back pocket. Don't worry. Yes. <laughs> this, uh, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Course. One moment. Did you get your tea? Yeah. Oh yes. And uh, <laughs> he sort of he come and uh, leads you back inside. And uh, as you sort of enter the house, he just goes, uh, "We've got to stop meeting like this." <laughs> hey, baby, you come here often. <laughs> He's working on his typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's go. He's an old man, he's allowed some dad jokes. Um, and he just sort of, as he's walking through, you notice he's just taking a very slow walk through, taking a look around. And uh, he goes to the pantry. Just. And hands you a small bag and. Oh, damn, really. He's in, like, you just... You never smelled colours. <laughs> <laughs> you get, you just get the impression, Bella, that he's saying goodbye to the place. I'm just going to put my hand on his back. He doesn't feel it, it's a shell. Clonk. He... Stop that, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> he turns to you and... Nods and goes, thank you. Yeah, for what it's worth, if <laughs> if I don't make it, feel free to take whatever you want from here. I won't need it anymore. Really? Of course. Who better? Uh, thank you. My pleasure. It takes... One look around, like just like, and then walks to the door and sort of just pats the house. Says, Thank you, my friend. Walks out. He moves over towards the lake and again just takes a brief moment looking out over the over the vista. He kneels down and takes just a big gulp of lake water. It's a beautiful place here. Anyway. Don't worry, you've got a house on your back. You've always got your house with you. (laughs) Sure. Must be nice. <laughs> well, let's go. And you watch as he just shuts his eyes and his form begins to shift. He begins to just expand outwards again into that familiar uh, shape of this enormous uh, turtle. Uh, just kind of, you know, sort of moving forwards down off the bipedal. Uh, legs down into the water, his form and shell, everything expanding until um, he has become much more uh, his 
total form is uh, less the humanoid turtle and more the actual turtle. Um, and he sits there by the water and sort of turns and gestures for you to get on. Go, go, go. Don't mind if I do. Mm-hmm. I get on the turtle's back. Yeah. So again, it's a, it's a slightly tight fit. You're able to sort of make yourselves a little more comfortable than you were yesterday. Because uh, you're not having to, you know, cling on in a rushing stream. But again, it's not due to the the shape and the size. It's not a super comfortable ride. You know, you have to concentrate on holding on. But you're all able to fit. And you, he wends his way back the way he came, back uh, out over the lake, through the wooded tributary, back onto the main part of the river, and. Uh, Instead of going right upstream, uh, he turns left, heading downstream. And you travel on for maybe an hour or so. Downstream, the stream gets, as you the, down the river, the river gets less and less uh, biz, uh, fast, less and less rapid as you go along. I mean, much more calm, much like the lake itself, as you, but we all very much sort of going, you're still heading downhill, um, down the mountain. Eventually, you, um, he comes to a stop, beaches himself, and sort of, you know, uh, he said, he, he says, uh, which you get the impression of, Vela is here. Oh, we're here. Sweet. I got off the turtle jump off. Yeah. 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 He... Into the rapids. It's what we're doing. Don't He, uh... The turtle lifts one of its uh, giant flippers and kind of points in a direction as best it can. Have <laughs> shakes the giant flipper. <laughs> Thank you very much for your hospitality, friend. Yeah, try not to die. It just sort of. Unless you want to. It just sort of bows its head. Then. nods to you. Um, and then. turns to you, Valor, and goes. Which you take to mean two things. Luck and thank you. And it gives you a very deep bow in its head. And then it slowly starts turning around as best it can and heads back into the river and starts swimming back upstream. Let's climb us a mountain. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's try to do it quietly, shall we? Yes. What? Great, <laughs> carry me. No. Fine. You're faster than I am. Do we get any sense of how far it is or how long we'd be travelling up the stairs? Um, so you're fairly near the base of a mountain, you're sort of at the, on this riverbank, you're by some trees, 
so you can't tell exactly how far it is, but okay. but the but the, the the impression you get, it was a very distinct point in a definitive direction. I start walking definitively in that direction. Right. I follow. Yeah. I'm going to go in the middle of the pack because I have no weapons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and who's bringing up a rear? Uh, I can, I guess, yeah, right. I will. cool. How are you travelling? Stealthily. Stealthily. Mm-hmm. Everyone make a stealth check on you. Guidance. Guidance. Oh, You're in front, right? Yes. Is that your shit stealth, actually? Oh, I am the best at stealth. This is my first non-disadvantage draw in about four episodes. Right? <laughs> You're welcome. Guys, is a D4, is that right? D4, yes. one ability check, so that's just one time. Great. Thanks, goodness, for that. Also, this is the first roll of the episode. Yeah. yeah. No, I rolled. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yes, you did. Sorry. Sorry about it. This is a team roll, so it's so, stealth rolls. 13. Esther. 14. 14. 24. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's the There's someone's out back, man. <laughs> 13. 13. Natural 20. No. So 25. Yes. Ah, yeah. Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 Connor, I believe the phrase is double D. <laughs> double D? Hold the party. Wait, where, where are Drake and Damaris? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you get momentarily confused by the lack of people around. Um, Sounds like me. <laughs> so. You walk forward uh, through this wooded area. It's not very heavily... Uh, not very heavily uh, wooded, not very, not very many trees around, but you know enough. And you're, you know, moving carefully forward. You know, very aware of your, you know, the, folks, the cold, the fact that you are miles from civilization. You can feel the wind blowing through your bones, and you know, you feel the chill being in the clothes that you're in, and you know, the fact that you're very undersupplied at the moment. But you keep heading in this uh, forward direction, led by Drake, and a few minutes later, five minutes or so, you, uh, Drake, even even you uh, manage to spot this. <laughs> it's a I should probably look up. Yeah, you uh, as you as you're like you you sort of and then you remember Bella telling you no wait look up and when well, I was being so stealthy yeah and you you look up and then you you hold the hand you see in front of you uh, the tree line stops uh, and about. Now, 30 feet ahead of you, I'd say, you can see an open cave mouth. And you know uh, that this is the right place because it is guarded. You can see uh, four, you see four figures. Four? Yeah. Two wolves, like regular sized wolves. And two uh, individuals who are apparently 
Children of the Serpent, you see a pair of dwarves, a pair of male dwarves, uh, untransformed, but dressed in the familiar hides and wolves. Is there any real, if we can tell, if they seem more uh, sentient than a, a wild wolf would be, or like a trained wolf? Make. They're doing crosswords or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're wearing well, glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Smoking your bundle, yeah. <laughs> Playing cards. Um, <laughs> As yeah. the fainting would suggest. Yes. <laughs> um, make make an insight check. Herb. I literally am knocking an arrow as he's looking. Fainting. So two things come. You look, and these uh, wolves are just sort of looking around, sniffing, and two things. Come you drank. Oh Jesus! <laughs> two things spring to mind. Um, first is that. Just the impression you get, they don't seem to show any sort of, you know, abnormal level of intelligence. And the other thing that you remember is that all of the druids you've seen transformed so far have transformed into much larger wolves. Um, so it's possible, but you don't, don't get that you don't get that impression, no. So I look at the rest of the group and I just point them. The um how many did we say they were, sorry? Uh, two untransformed un druids and two wolves. You see, they are they are a little bit in front of the cave. They are sitting around a fire, warming their hands. They Do are. you say they are clustered within, say, ten foot? So <laughs> <laughs> I will. Uh, I will just say this. Um, first, anybody who wants to make a perception check, please do so. I will. Would you say? <laughs> yes, I would. Sweet, I shoot one. The middle one. Eighteen. Eighteen. Modern. No, Twenty. Seventeen. Seventeen. Twelve. Twelve. Uh, I so am ready to, by the way, do an action surge. My plan is to rapid fire. Okay. So just send all of your efforts. Yeah. <laughs> all two of the magic ones. Yeah. Um, right. So I will say that the four of you, you are behind Dreaming. I'm just why I shouldn't do this. However, you <laughs> just the only th the only thing that you happen to notice is that these uh, dwarven individuals uh, look very thin. They look very uh, sort of malnourished, similar to uh, how the rest of the family, uh, San, Ruck, their mother looked, um, not poor, who looked very well fed. Um, but these, they have that sort of same sort of, you know, weakened, malnourished look. Lemon grab situation. Possibly, yes. <laughs> um, I'm not sure to what explicitly you're referring to, but sure. Um, so, uh, Drake, you're, are you exploding arrowing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I get to pick once it hits. Wait until we at least this, they can't see us yet. He's done it. He's done I it. I did it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he rolled incredibly well on his self, so um, make an attack roll Drake with advantage. Oh, sweet. Because they don't know that. You just make any arrow a magic arrow. As when, I, when it hits, I can choose to explode it, basically. Um, then he has like a certain number of uses. 23? Yeah, just, just about. <laughs> so it hits, and they take whoever I hit, I get in the middle, most middle target, takes 10 damage. Okay. And then I explode it, and everything within 10 feet takes another 8 damage. 8 damage, okay. So, yeah. 
That does. I don't want to say off the alarm. I want them dead as quickly as possible. I want to stay behind you. Maybe just incapacitate them. So as this happens, you 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 release um you release this arrow. And it explodes. The uh, there are bits of uh, debris of the fire that are sent uh, flying over across the dirt. Any of them still standing? So okay, I'm getting to that. So um, the guy that you shoot, he just gets shot in directly in the chest. And the last thing he sees is he just looks down, and his chest is blown apart. <laughs> very dead. The two wolves and the other dwarf are thrown backwards. Uh, uh, by the surprise force of the explosion. Um, and that they are, I will say, they are just knocked prone by the sheer force of it and by the by the surprise of it all. None of them look good. They are bleeding and bloody. They are still conscious, but, like, the one that you shot, his, you know, his entire ribcage has exploded. Definitely dead. Um, at this point, I will say everybody roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 no. <laughs> that was so close. It literally just was like, one. Psych! <laughs> <laughs> 25 to 20. 21. Mm. 24. Ooh. So fast. Somebody added to his. Uh, <laughs> Said with me, ladies and gentlemen, decks in five years broken. <laughs> <laughs> Love you for the addition, but yeah. Um, twenty to fifteen. Oh, fifteen to ten. Twelve. So the unarmed man is going. <laughs> I just they're all prone to go and stamp on the head. Yeah, yeah I've made it as easy as I could. Oh, yeah. uh, Vel, what did you get? Five. Five. Okay, but the stage getting knocked over. I mean, I'm a little too like whacking you on the back. Like, no, don't kill them. <laughs> okay, all I can do you when we kill them. Damaris, you are Damaris. You are up first. Uh, were these dwarves armed at all? Um, you can see one of them holds a staff. Or well, the one holds a staff, but okay. that that staff is kind of you know sort of roll you know almost sort of rolled away you know. Within arm's reach, but like just okay. because again they were taken by surprise. Uh, <laughs> I would like to, yeah, move towards the staff. Um, I would like to hit this man with his own staff. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, no, I'm going to just use it uh, with, with two hands actually because I'm not very strong. Are you are you aiming to kill? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm just looking to knock him out. Okay. You have advantage because they are prone. Uh, are you proficient with stuff? I believe so. I will double check. I, see, I will assume that they are. So Yes, they are. Yeah. Uh, so that is a with advantage uh, 17. Uh, yeah, that hits. And then it's D10, isn't it? With the hands. Nice no, D8. Oh, yes, six and eight. Yeah, so, so yeah, six and eight. Okay, sure. Plus strike? Uh, oh, yeah. Minus. So, D8 <laughs> minus one. <No. laughs> oh, no. Uh, that's not bad. Six minus one. Five. <laughs> yeah, so you just, uh, you just take this staff and, like, 
you're not sort of you know necessarily familiar with this weapon. You're much used to go. Yeah, exactly. You're you're much more used to sort of you know the, the fluidity of, of of two weapons and you know moving one target to the other. So you just like and just and like uh, he as sort of as he you know is like, and looks up and just sees you and goes and is just cowering and then like knocked unconscious. Um, anything else? No, we don't have the, to tie up. Well, no, they quite clearly scared of us. Uh, uh, the the yell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else, Numbers? Uh, no, I just stand ready. I guess for that. Okay. I can't do anything. Completely <laughs> shot by seven arrows. Yeah. Esther, <laughs> the Italian inside. Yes. What is what will we be using? For how many things you can can I cast? Two cantrips, or if one is a bonus action. Yeah, cool. Okay. What are the, what are the cantrips? Uh, Doll the Dead for my action. Yep, and I can one. use Spare the Dying as a bonus as a great cleric. Yes, that's correct. Yes, yes. I, I check. So, officially, the rule is if you cast one spell, you can't. you can only then cast a cantrip as an action or a bonus action. I apply that to pretty much everything, with the exception of healing word, because just again, that's just one of those spells that I think you should be able to do that because it's literally just going ah. <laughs> so health or with a word, yeah. <laughs> word. Beautiful. You? Can I please have Man. wisdom saving throw from the druid who's still standing? The druid is now unconscious. Druid is just not unconscious. Just the wolves. Oh yeah, because it's a very dead one. Yes. Uh on the healthiest looking wolf. Okay. Saving through DC, yeah, no, that's that's a failure. Uh, so that's a full D twelve, one D twelve, correct? Yes. <laughs> Reroll that. Twelve. Yeah, no, you it, like these? These are not very hail wolves. You watch as just like this. There's just this like riff, riff, dong, and the wolf just. And like it, like it just sort of twitches and then falls to the ground, just like it's Still foot. So it's foot, like just twitching, <laughs> but like it, it's it, well, no, its foot is twitching, but there is blood just dribbling from every sort of you know facial orifice. Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. And they're not going to do better, dying. Terrible, my retribution served. That's me. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, Herb, you're up. There is one very bad looking wolf. <laughs> Get him, Grandma. <laughs> it is. It is, yeah. Oh, flying. I hit it with a staff. Okay, make your attacks with advantage because it's prone. Uh, 22? 22, yep. Yeah, that is. Yeah, no, don't roll that. Just take your victory. <laughs> Um, I want to do a flip and land on his head. Yep, easily enough for you to do. You're just <laughs> and uh, yeah, just like your staff cracks its skull, and it again, and then falls dead to the floor. Is the druid that blew up? Is there any sort of semblance of remains, or clothes, or anything searchable? Make an investigation. You can make an investigation check, but his chest literally exploded. Look, he wasn't using it anyway. 
some ivy as best you can, you know, sort of trying to use your robes to, you know, not touch it. And it's probably not very good. Yeah. You're useful or, or well, you know, it's not, you know, it's not rope, yeah, so to speak. Right. But it's, um, I will give you, say, about ten foot of the stuff. So. Anyone good with knots? Anyone seen them? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm trained to navigate the seas, but, but not, but not tie knots. Why did you not get that on using the ropes of the dead boy? Just tear someone Because he blew up. Yeah, but this, his legs are fine. It was his chest. Well, yeah, let's, let's tie him up. Yeah. Okay. I will say there is a... Uh, make... Are you, take, are you tying him up now? Yes. Cool. Make a dexterity check. Well, yeah, make a dexterity check with advantage. Good at that now. Now, yeah. trying to tie up the kids. Just roll the exact same number twice. Uh, twelve. Twelve. Okay. I mean, it's it's tricky because you know this is you know you're you're trying to be careful not to touch the ivy too much, and like you do touch it a bit, and your your hands are going to be a bit itchy for for the next day or so. But um, you are exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> it's part of it. Every day. No, it's like it's you know it's an irritant. It's not you know po- you know super poisonous or anything. Um, but you you're able to get a very rudimentary tie around his hands uh, because like some of it's you know broken off because of the cold and you know this and the other. You weren't so I will say you have a very rudimentary tying around the hands but that's it you don't have enough for anything else nice that's enough Mm. Uh, well uh, do we want to try and talk to this fellow before we move on or should we just go we're not going to learn anything we haven't already learned from the whole point when we're trying to do this without drawing too much attention so if he starts getting up and shouting isn't that going to alert people did you see the look in his eyes when I knocked him unconscious he was terrified they're emaciated these aren't anything important He'll likely wake up, see everyone else dead, and leave. You don't think he'll go to his big fortress thing with all his friends and be like, there are people killing us? If he tries, he'll walk we'll through us. Back. We'll be in in the passage. I guess. Just say, the last time we left these fuckers tied up. Yeah, is that right? <laughs> we thought it was the merciful thing, and you know what happened? They fucking abducted us. Let's go. What's the kill? Do do what you like. I'm gonna scout ahead. I wander into the beginning of the tunnel. That's a roll of tree. I swings his staff straight into his face. There's a very sharp snapping sound. That didn't feel good. Democracy is the bitch. <laughs> Let's go. It's not good, but it was the right thing. Praise be to the whole. And on that note, some of you with some of you feeling that that's the right thing to do, others of you with a bitter taste in your mouth of what just happened, others with a mixture. You make your way forward towards the cave mouth and begin the climb up to the base to save your friends. And that is where we will end today's adventure. Thank you very much for listening to Mordworld. Damaris was played by Connor Allen. Velafira was played by Sarah Lynham. Drake was played by Andy Murray. Esther was played by Sarah Scott. Herb was played by Alex Wells King. And the Dungeon Master was Alex Maud. 
The Mordworld theme was composed and mixed by Jason Orbum. The Mordworld logo and artwork was created by Art by Andy, A-N-D-E-E dot com. Vila underscore Magnet on Instagram. The podcast was edited by Connor Allen. Subscribe to us on YouTube for the video version of this podcast and additional content. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Mordworld for more updates. Thank you again for listening, and as always, stay tuned for more The World.